Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin, doing a post-game pod for the Mavs. Back-to-back games, one win, one loss. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, plus, you know, a few other things going on around the NBA. But, um, you know, first thing we are going to start with is the Mavs. And I'll, I'll start with... Uh, you know, I'm going to talk about both games. Um, both games, I thought they played pretty poorly. Um, they did get the win against the Clippers. Uh, they did have a huge lead in the first. The first quarter was the only reason they pretty much won the game. They they played so well, and basically the first half, actually the first half, and the second half was just awful. And Luca did bail them out with the three pointer. But the, the the worst part of this, man, the, the worst part of this game was the scoring. Only six guys scored. And one of those guys had three points. Dwight Powell had three points. Now, going into the fourth quarter, only five guys had scored. Reggie Bullock had no points. Now, Reggie Bullock did hit four three-pointers in the fourth quarter, which sort of pretty much made the game winnable for the Mavericks, right? And it it was it was one of those games that was so tough to watch that second half. And you know, a couple of things stick out is one, Christian Wood still isn't playing enough minutes. He only played 23 minutes. He had 15 points. He was 6 for 8 overall. He was 2 for 2 on his threes. Now, he did shoot his free throws poorly, but he only took four. And he had seven rebounds. But, I, you know, Christian Wood, he just needs more minutes. That It is, you know, he needs to start at this point. Your starting center can't play 22 minutes, have three points and two rebounds. That That isn't a recipe for success. It's just not. Uh, you know, Dallas finished with 34 rebounds, and uh, Clippers finished with 40. And, you know, it is that a big rebound discrepancy? No, it's not huge. Luka, you know, got 11. And, you know, like I said, Christian Wood got 7. But Christian Wood at this point needs to start, and he needs to play 30-plus minutes a game. This idea that he can't be trusted on defense is stupid, right? I'm just going to call it for what it is. It's stupid. Jason Kidd is not having a good year so far. I feel like he he's making some really poor coaching decisions. I don't know what he's basing them on. He's not basing them on what's going on in the games, right? Because, again, Dwight Powell... Played 22 minutes and had two rebounds. That that's just not a, that you can't that can't be your starting center. It just can't. He had three points. Now Luca had 35. He was 11-11 on his free throws, which is fantastic. You know he had like I said he had the 11 rebounds. He had five assists. He had three steals. He had a really good basketball game and like he bailed him out. Um. Spencer Dinwiddie had a decent game. He was two for eight on his threes, which isn't great. 
Um, he did struggle on his threes. He took a lot. Dorian was seven for thirteen. He shot them well, and like I said, Bullock he hit the four. He was four for eight. Uh, you know, Josh Green took one shot. He missed it. It was a three. Maxie took one three pointer. He missed. Maxie only played nine minutes. He did get hurt on that foul. Um, I believe uh, maybe he committed the foul. I can't remember, but anyway, he took a hard spill to the ground. And he just, he hurt his back, so he, he didn't play the next night. And we'll get to that. Um, Neil Aquina has got to play more. And I'll get into that from the Houston game. But overall, Tim Hardaway Jr. going 0 for, 0 for 7. Overall, 0 for 5 on his three. He's, he was a negative 11. And I, you know, 22 minutes is probably 20 minutes too long for him. And, you know, like I said, we'll get into the Houston game because it, it's a typical Tim Hardaway game, right? You know, one game he scores zero, and the next he'll score 20. And, you know, if you look up streaky shooter in the dictionary, it's Tim Hardaway's picture. It's those, those zero games like this one, they just hurt you, man. They just really hurt you because the kid refuses to, to not like kid refuses to take him out when he's struggling with the shot. He just leaves him in. And you know, you hear the broadcast, we'll keep shooting. Well, no, you know, if you're a different person, yeah, you keep shooting. But if you're Tim Hardaway, you don't. Because if Tim Hardaway's 0 for 4 in the first quarter, there's a pretty good chance he's gonna be 0 for 10. For the game. That's just not... Tim Hardaway doesn't work that way. He's not a guy who's like, oh, he's going to make his shots later. No, he's not. If he's missing that day, he's missing that day. It is what it is. And so, he just... When he's missing his shots, you just got to take him out. Because he's not a defensive superstar. He's not a good defender at all. So, you just put in Frank Nilakina and you move on. And it just... Things like that really frustrate me right now and I, I don't know what I don't know what stats they're looking at because I know they're not watching the game so they have to be looking at some advanced stat as far as who to play when to play them and stuff like that because they're not watching the actual game when they're making these decisions they can't be because they're they're making the wrong decision every time now like I said Dallas won it's just great but like it's only six guys scored. That's not a successful team. It's not, and it sets you up for, you know, the Wednesday night game and what happened there. And so, you know, Wednesday night, Dallas plays Houston, and throughout the entire night, they just they could never, um, they could never get ahead. Right? They could catch Houston. They tied them. But they could they just couldn't take the lead and sustain it. Houston had what is it, seven guys in double figures. Dallas had two. And Spencer Dinwiddie had nine points. That's he's the closest that they got to having three in double figures. Spencer Dinwiddie had nine points. Reggie Bullock had zero. Josh Green had four. You know, Dorian had seven. He was one freight on his threes. Just an atrocious shooting night for Dorian. Dwight Powell had seven. He had some free throws. That's where he got some of his points. 
Um, John, like I said, Josh Green had four. Spencer had nine. Bertans played three minutes, took three shots, um, made one of them. It was just a three-pointer. He only got three minutes. They really probably could have used him longer. Not sure why he only got three minutes. Frank Nilakina was a star, if you ask me. He was the best player if you look at plus-minus. Now, plus-minus, like I said, it doesn't mean anything. But Frank Nilakina was a plus-seven. He took two three-pointers. He made one of them. He took four shots overall. He made two of them. You know, he had a steal. He got a rebound. And he was a plus he was a plus seven. Now what what shows you about plus minus and how bad it is is uh Compazzo was a plus five. But he was one for six on his three pointers. He is not a good three point shooter. And why he was in the game, I have no idea. You would you would be just fine with Nilikina in that spot. I'm Compazzo Capazzo's probably not an NBA player. I'm going to say that right now. He's probably not an NBA player. I get it. He had three steals. That's great. He had five assists. That's great. But he is a defensive liability. You know, he, he can't guard anybody one-on-one. You know, he gets his steals and things like transition and stuff like that. He's not... He's not guarding people one on one. You switch Compazzo on to it's game over. He he's five foot four. He's probably he had no NBA job until the Mavs signed him, right? The Mavs were the only team that were calling him. Nobody else was calling him. There's a reason Denver let him go. You know, like I said, the Mavs really screwed up that fifteenth roster spot. And they're paying for it. He played twenty two minutes. Nilakina should have played those twenty two minutes, not Composo. If you wanted to give Composo 10, whatever. Nilakina should have played 22 minutes. Now, Tim Hardaway was 5 for 14 on his threes. He scored 28. He was still a minus. But uh, Christian Wood was the other performer. He scored 26. He was 2 for 7 on his threes. Not that great. Um, 9 for 22 overall. It was good to see him take that many shots. Uh, Spencer did when he was one for nine on his threes. He struggled mightily the last two games. Dorian Finney-Smith, like I said, one for eight. Bullock, 0 for six. Josh Green, 0 for one. They shot 55 total three-pointers. Let that sink in that they shot 55 three-pointers. And they only made 12. Just 12. That's 21%. That is awful. Not only did they only make that, that Houston had 56 rebounds, Dallas had 38. That is where your rebound discrepancy really hurts you. Um, the only reason Dallas only lost by nine was because Houston just could not stop turning the ball over. Now, one guy who just dominated was Shingoon. Watching Shingoon dominate Dwight Powell was just something to me it 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 just showed that Dwight Powell is at best a third string center. Why he's your starting center, I have no idea. He he's not a starting center in this league. I don't understand why he starts. I really don't. I don't get it. I get I, I know he hustles but he's not a starting center in this league. Reggie Bullock has got to go to the bench. Something has to change with that. I I don't know what 
I don't know why they they've not made that change yet, but they've got to make a change. Reggie Bullock is hurting you more than he's helping you, and every time he shoots a shot, it's a miss. They get the rebound because Dallas can't rebound. They have Dwight Powell out there, so Dallas can't rebound. Leading rebounder was Dorian with eight. Christian Wood also had eight. But Dwight Powell's not a good rebounder at all, right? His, in his his career, his best season, he averaged five. That is not starting center caliber rebounding. It's just not. 17 minutes is too much for Powell. Powell needs DNPs. Uh, it was really good to see Nilakina play. I'd like to see Pinson play instead of Bullock. At this point, Jason Kidd has to do other things. There, You can't have a team. You you can't play the worst team in basketball. Houston is the worst team in basketball. Let's get that straight right now. Houston is the worst team in basketball. You can't lose to the worst team in basketball and think that you're going to be successful when the playoffs roll around just because you have one extra player. Now, look, I know Luka is a superstar, but only one guy can only do so much. Like I said, you saw it against the Clippers. Clippers weren't completely healthy. They're missing Kawhi. Um, Kawhi would have made the, Kawhi probably would have been the difference in the game, and the Clippers win if he plays. Now Kawhi is playing tonight, supposedly. But if if Kawhi plays the Clipper game, Dallas loses. It's just that simple. I was watching, I do listen to other pods and stuff, and one guy, one national guy, finally got it right. He said the same thing that I've been saying. Spencer Dinwiddie, for the most part, is fine, right? He had nine points against Houston. That's awful. Dinwiddie scores 20. They probably win the game. But Dinwiddie usually gets his numbers. Wood's going to get his numbers, and Luka's obviously going to get his numbers. The other guys have just been so bad. And you're, you get nothing from them. It was great that Tim Hardaway showed up for 28, which means tomorrow night, because I'm, I'm recording this on Thursday, by the way. Tomorrow night against Denver, there's a pretty good chance Tim Hardaway is not going to show up. Now, from what I understand, Jokic and Murray are out both uh, for the Friday game. Uh, Murray, he could be out the Sunday game. He's for the health and safety protocols. Jokic, I'm not sure what the reason he's out for, but... It's Hardaway, there's a pretty good chance Hardaway scores around three points, and that's just from free throws on Friday. And you'll probably get something from Dinwiddie. You'll probably get something from Wood. You'll get something from Luka. And then you're probably going to get a bunch of nothing. And until these other guys, these role players, start showing up, they're going to lose games. You know, the second half of the season last year, the way the role players were playing was the reason they went so far in the playoffs. And as long as you're getting nothing from those guys, you know, a lot of people, they they look at this team and they're like, oh, they miss Brunson. Well, it's like, well, no. I mean, technically, if they had Brunson on this team, yeah, you have the extra score. That would be fantastic. But if you're comparing it to last year's team, it's the exact same team, right? You have the three scores and Luka, Dinwiddie and Brunson last year, and then you have Luka, Dinwiddie, and Wood this year. You've got the same three scores. 
Woods putting up the same points, if not more than Brunson was last year, for the Mavericks. And Dinwiddie is putting up the same, if not more points, than he was last year with the Mavericks coming off the bench. So you're getting the scoring from the three players that you need. To, you got the scoring from last year. The problem is, is the rest of the guys on the team, they're just non-existent. They're not showing up. Maxi is scared to death to shoot the ball right now. He's shooting so poorly. He's just he's frightened. And teams just aren't guarding anybody. Teams aren't guarding a Bullock. They're just not. Why would you guard Bullock? Go get a rebound. Go get ready for the rebound because you want him to shoot because he's gonna miss and you're gonna get the rebound. You know, Dorian. He like I said against Clippers, he shot well. Against Houston, not so much. You know, they're not gonna guard Powell. Why would you guard Powell? Powell is not a, has zero offensive skill. The only thing Powell can do offensively is screen and roll. That's it. That's his offense. When he takes those crazy shots. Sometimes he gets fouled. Sometimes he doesn't. And he just throws it in the air, hopes he gets fouled. Uh, Josh Green is still a young player. Um, he started strong. He started really hot. He's really tailed off. He hasn't made a three in several games. He's sort of something they've kind of kept. They haven't really talked about much. But, you know, his three-point percentage was in the 60s and has dropped to the 40s already, uh, which is great. But... When you think about that he hasn't made a three-pointer in the last few games, then it's not so great. But uh, like I said, Compazzo, he's he doesn't need to play. If what Jason Kidd really needs to do, this is what he's got to do. And I think this is the only opportunity you have because I don't think I don't think there's any roster moves going to be made. I, I know somebody. There's just some rando guy said Dallas is interested in Gordon Hayward. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I don't know. It, it wasn't somebody. It, it was a guy who works for a a media, right? I, I don't know who he works for, but he. it's not just like a rando guy like me. It's a guy who works for a company, you know, a media company. So he said Dallas was interested in Gordon Hayward. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I don't know, but... If if Dallas isn't going to make any trades this season, to me there's only one thing that you can do that, for one, will maybe get your fans excited, and for two, might help you out. I don't know. Probably not, but it might. And it's, you got to play Jaden Hardy 20 minutes a night. You do. And, you know, I know some smart aleck could come in and be like, oh, you think some... Second round pick, a year out of high school is going to save the team? Well, the answer is no. I don't think he is. And that's the problem. But Jaden Hardy's all you got at this point because you botched that 15th roster spot position. Jaden Hardy is something, can do something that only three Mavs can. And that's create his own shot. Jaden Hardy can get his own shot. He can get to the rim, he can shoot, he can distribute. He's exactly what you need on this team. And that he needs to play 20 minutes a night. Is he going to turn the ball over? Yeah, he is. Is he going to take bad shots? Well, for sure, he's going to do that. But do you have a choice at this point? I don't think you do. You're getting, such, you're getting so much of nothing from everybody else. 
You've got to try something new. You've got to put somebody else in. And if it is a 20-year-old, however old he is, who's a second-round pick in his first year, if you're going to have to put up with his turnovers and bad shots, well, then so be it. Last night, Shingun turned the ball over a lot. He traveled several times. Let me look. He, he turned the ball over four times. He still made a difference on that team. He still dominated the paint with Powell. He scored 14 points. He grabbed, let me see how many rebounds he grabbed. He grabbed seven rebounds. He only played 26 minutes. He played fewer minutes than I thought. He grabbed. He only grabbed seven rebounds. Four of them were offensive, right? He had five block shots. But he, he's sort of a raw player, but you just deal with it. Their whole team, they're just dealing with this. Jabari Smith was 2 for 5 on his threes. 3 for 10 overall. Only had 10 points. He had 9 rebounds. He had 2 blocks. Everybody had a block on their team. They had 19 overall. Um, Even uh, Jalen Green had 5 turnovers. Kevin Porter Jr., 5 turnovers. And look, I know... I know Dallas and I know Houston are in two different situations at this point. And Houston, they really have no choice but to play the young guys and deal with all the turnovers, all the bad shots. But after watching that Mavs team last night, they're if you put Luka on the Houston squad, they probably not only win 50 games, but there's a chance they could be in the Western Conference Finals. I, They did everything that Dallas can't do. They had seven players in double figures. They have several guys that can, can create their own shots. To me, watching Dallas play, Dallas has the fewest guys in the league. There has to be, there's got to be a stat somewhere, or it's probably not a stat because it's sort of an a, an opinion. It's not something you can stat. But when you watch Dallas, you know Christian Wood can create his own shot. Luca obviously, Dinwiddie obviously. Now Josh Green, he. He can drive the ball. Him getting to the rim and laying it, he still doesn't have that. I, I don't know. It's he He's able to distribute the ball, I think, better than he is sort of driving it to the rim and laying it in. I feel like when he drives to the rim, the better play for him is to pass, right? Because he's, he's creating something. He's creating a shot for somebody else. And he probably does that better than he does for himself. Tim Hardaway, he has he probably has the ability to create a shot for himself as far as getting a layup, but he loves that three-pointer. And when the three-pointer is going in, that's cool. But when it's not like it did against the Clippers, he has to go to the rim. And if he's not, you have to pull him. You have to just not play him because you can't afford the offers. Reggie Bullock can't create his own shot. Dorian can't create his own shot. Dwight can't create his own shot. Now, Capazzo, he's quick enough, but he's too small. He's, you know, one of the things people made a comment about when they signed him is it was gonna, you were going to get J.J. Barea vibes. Sorry, J.J. Barea is a heck of a lot bigger. J.J. Barea can also shoot. Capazzo shot like 20% with Denver from three his two years there. He's not that great of a three-point shooter. We all knew that. You know, Nilakina is a guy who 
has the ability to handle the ball. He, you know, it's funny. He did create a shot for himself last night and actually went in. And I, I think it was last night when he did that because the night prior, he, I think he only played a few minutes. But, you know, he he's not a guy who's great at creating his own shot. He's also not a guy who's great at creating for others either. But he does have the ability to handle the ball. So Nilekina is sort of an odd duck. Uh, Bertans is a guy who's more of a catch-and-shoot, but Bertans also is willing to go to the rim. He went to the rim last night on one. I think it got blocked like everything else, but at least he was willing to do it. But Jaden Hardy can create his own shot. Jaden Hardy can take it to the basket. Jaden Hardy can shoot a three. And Jaden Hardy can handle the ball. He can distribute. He can create for others. And whether or not you think he's ready or not, that's just tough. You have to play him at this point. You have no choice. You are no. Your team is no better than Houston. You're one player away from being a top four lottery team, right? From getting a top four pick in the draft. You're one player away. If something happened to Luka... This team gets a top five pick. There's no doubt in my mind. This team isn't good enough to win more than 25 games. And it's just, it boggled my mind to watch them. I couldn't couldn't figure out what was happening. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way this team is that bad. But seeing all the close games, they are that bad. And teams just, they're not covering the role players. There's no reason to guard him right now. All you have to do is worry about Luca. You got to worry about Dinwiddie, and you got to cover Christian Wood. Everybody else, you just let him be. And you, you just, you know, they're probably the the percentages say they're going to miss more than they make, a lot more. You know, it's not going to be close. It's not going to be like half, or you know, like they're not going to have like a forty percent three point shooter. They're not. So, the one thing, a couple things, they have to play Hardy 20 minutes. And they got to change the starting lineup. You've got to change it. You've got to get Bullock out of the starting lineup. You've got to put somebody in like, I don't care if it's Bertans. I don't care if it's Nilkina. I I don't care who it is. You know, you might want to save Josh Green for the bench. In all honesty, Bertans wouldn't be so bad starting in that spot, <laughs> you know, because he's six ten. He's not a center, so he could play. He could play that four position. Um, you've got to switch out Dwight Powell. You've got to take him out. You got to start Christian Wood. You've got to have your three best players in the game, and then, you know, I know they say, well, we need some scoring coming off the bench. Well, that's what Hardaway's for. And if you don't think Hardaway can do it, then you got to trade him. You got to get rid of him. If Hardaway's not the guy you think he can be, then you got to get rid of him. It's that simple. You can't just say we need Christian Wood off the bench and play him 20 minutes a night and then keep losing. And then you keep playing Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell keeps getting dominated in the paint by everybody that they play against. He gets out-rebounded by literally every big that he plays against. And you just can't keep playing him. Start McGee again. When McGee comes back, start McGee. Put Powell back in the bench where he belongs. 
If you're not going to start Christian Wood, you got to start JaVale McGee. And I get it, JaVale McGee was having a bad start to the year. That's fine. But one thing he still did, even though he was bad, he rebounded. And I, I would rather have his rebounding over Dwight Powell's hustle. Because hustle doesn't give you anything. I hustle. But I'm not out there making millions of dollars a year playing basketball. So I, I just – watching that game was – it was embarrassing. The players should be embarrassed. Now, I know they're not because they don't care, right? They're, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, first it's early in the season. Second excuse they'll make is, oh, well, we didn't have Luka. Well, that's what you need to be worried about is the fact that you're one player away from being the worst team in the league, Right. The fact that you didn't have Luka and you performed the way you did should be frightening. And I just don't think anybody sees it that way. And since they're not going to make any roster moves, like I said, you just you have to play Hardy. I know they're not going to do it. I know Jason Kidd is the most stubborn coach in the league. He will not make a change just because people want the change to be made. He will continue to stick with the status quo. He's It's the definition of insanity. He will keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. When you're not going to get a different result, you keep getting the same result. Uh, for as good a year as people were saying Kid had last year, he's having the exact opposite, in my opinion. For me, he's having an awful year coaching. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, did did Kid get as far as he did in the playoffs as a coach last year because of Luca? Or did he get that far because he was a good coach? And after what I've seen this year, I feel like it was just because of Luka, right? The only reason they got that far in the playoffs was Luka, not Kidd. You could bring any coach in here at this point, and as long as you have Luka, you're going to win 50 games. You're going to go somewhere in the playoffs. Luka is that good. Like I said, he's the difference between you're one player away from either winning 50 or or getting a top four pick. That's how good Luka is. And it really hurt, you know, Luka being as good as he is really hurt the team in rebuilding because you, you know, you shipped off Dennis Smith Jr., who was the draft pick before Luka. And then once you got Luka, you only got one year of being bad, and that was his rookie year, but you didn't get your draft pick because you had to trade that pick for Luka. So you didn't get your draft pick when you really needed it and Luka was too good to be a bad team. So they really failed in the rebuilding process and the only player you got to show for it is Luka. You know, Brunson's not there anymore. Uh, Josh Smith's not there anymore. So, not Josh Smith. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Josh Smith is a player from a while back. But uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is not there anymore. Uh, you got the guy drafted before him, Nilakina. You know, that's something. But I, I, I just think this team, is, but it's not going to get better unless the role players show up. If, if Bullock can start shooting 40% and average around 10 to 12 points a game, this team will look a lot nicer. If Dorian can start making a shot and score 10 to 12 points a game, this team will look better. Same thing with Maxi, Josh Green. It, you you have to have those guys show up. You can't just one player can't do it. We we saw it with 
LeBron all those years in Cleveland, his first stint with Cleveland. If you're old enough to remember that, they were in the same situation. You know, LeBron was too good to build around him because your team was already winning basketball games. You didn't get, you know, three, four, five years of drafting in the top five. You just didn't get that. And so you struggle to build around him because you're you're trying to sign guys who aren't available. And you're not willing to part with someone in a trade for whatever reason. But if you can figure out how to if you can figure out how to turn Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Powell into another player, I, I think you got going somewhere because you're you're not losing anything by shipping those guys out. So uh, my guess is they do nothing. I do know they have some free agents after this year, like Powell, his contracts up. I know I think Nelakina's contracts up, and. You know, obviously, Compazzo, his could be he could be cut at any moment. The way his contract's set up, I, I don't know how much longer a guy like Bullock has, but I, I know that in this off season they do have some free agents. You know, they signed, they extended Dorian, so he's not free. They extended Maxi. Uh, I think Josh Green has his uh, team option because it's like he's still on his rookie year. I think Dinwiddie is still under contract. Christian Wood's a free agent. Uh, obviously, Luca's not a free agent. Tim Hardaway still has a couple years, a year or two left, and so does Bertans. So they still have guys that are going to be on the team, but they do have free agents. The problem is, is who are you going to sign, right? Dallas doesn't have anything that people want. Like, you have to just want to get off a contract. Like, that's, you know, one of like the rumor about Gordon Hayward. I could see Dallas getting Hayward mostly because I think Charlotte would love to get off his contract. You could probably get Hayward for like Tim Hardaway and Powell or something like that. But, you know, Charlotte wants to get off that contract. So I could see Hayward being moved. You know, Buddy Heald could be moved. I could see him getting moved because they would, Indiana probably wants to get off that contract. So, but as far as like free agent, like this offseason, there's not like any big name free agents that you're going to get. There's just not. You're not getting those guys and hoping that you're going to trade for somebody like they were hoping they were going to sign somebody is a flawed idea. It's, it's a flawed plan. And as long as Cuban owns this team, I, I just don't know where it's going. So, I'm, you know, Mavericks play Friday night against Denver. And then they play again on Sunday against Denver. So we'll see what those next two games bring. You know, I, I don't know. The Dallas, well, Denver has Michael Porter Jr., who will probably score 40. But, you know, when you look at the standings, Dallas is seventh. They, they have six losses. There's... Five teams with six losses, two teams with five, and Portland has four. Portland does play tonight. Um, I think their game started. But the teams are still bunched together. You know, 
Dallas is only two games back from first place in the West, so it's not like it's it's not like it's the end of the world. You know, I, I get it. I know sometimes we overreact, but I, I just don't think you can lose to the worst team in the league and be happy about your team. I just don't. And it's not that they barely lost. Or it, it's just you got the same sort of performance that you've been getting from those guys all year, and you just couldn't cut the mustard. So they're seventh place. Uh, one team that's sneaking up is Sacramento. Uh, one team that's fallen back is Oklahoma. San Antonio also fell back. Uh, Golden State still trying to figure out who they are. But I could see Golden State making it, and at this point, I think the Timberwolves are the team that fall out. The Timberwolves are a disaster at this point. I don't know what their plan is, but you know everybody else. You know Utah, they've lost a few. They've lost three in a row. They've sort of come down to earth. Uh, you know I could, I wouldn't doubt it if Utah made a trade and tried to get a little worse. But you know New Orleans, they've won three in a row. They're playing very well. Sacramento's won four. They're eighth place in the West. They're playing really good basketball right now. I watched the game against Brooklyn, I think it was. A really good basketball game. I also watched the one against uh, Golden State. That was another one. That was a really good game. But, you know, as, as the season progresses, you, you can see the teams start to make their way to where you think they're going to be. Uh, I still think Dallas has a chance to get the top six. Uh, you know, Utah could be that team that falls out the way they've been playing lately. You know, of course, Dallas, like I said, they haven't exactly been playing great. So we'll see how that goes. Um, as far as the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, Boston and Milwaukee are on top. They got three losses. Atlanta and Cleveland and Indiana have six. The Indiana having six losses is funny. They're sitting at sixth right now. I don't think they stay there. Indiana does have some good young players that play really hard. That draft pick they got, um, he comes off the bench, Matherin or something, I, I can't remember his name. He's playing very well for them. Uh, Washington's playing really good. The Knicks are above 500 this time. They can be below 500 by the next pod. I do. They're up and down. You know, Miami's pulled their way up. You know, they're up to 10th. They're slowly moving up. Chicago and Brooklyn, I, I you know Brooklyn for one. I, I don't know what Brooklyn's future is. I, I you know they they could they need guys. It, you know I would trade Tim Hardaway to them if they had something in return. They they would send back. You know they're not going to send back somebody like Joe Harris or, or or Seth Curry because they need those guys. You know, but. I might be willing to take a couple of their young guys off their hands for Tim Hardaway. That wouldn't bother me one bit. And, you know, they could really use Tim Hardaway. Obviously, Orlando and Charlotte and Detroit are at the bottom. Sort of, they're probably going to stay there. Uh, Charlotte, like I said, I, I could see them trading Gordon Hayward and just moving on from him. So, whether Dallas gets them or not, I, I figured they're going to make a big trade with the Lakers. To get uh, so that LA can get off, um, what's his name, the the Russell Westbrook. So 
Uh, the Nets are playing Portland tonight. Um, the Nets are anything's possible with the Nets. They can beat anybody, but they got us to lose to anybody. So uh, the Kings are playing the Spurs. Uh, the Kings are up big already. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. Um, I probably won't do a pod on Saturday, but I'll probably let the two Denver games play out and then do a pod, and then we'll go from there. Um, if you could. Rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast. I'd really appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.